Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Come on, that's, that's, that was a little bit on the pitiful side of it. Happy New Year. I, I, I just want you guys to hear this, and I want you to hear it loud and clear. Happy 2022. And, and I, I prophesy that to you and declare it. Happy 2022. Not 2020, not 2021. Happy 2022. Amen? It's a year that things can be redeemed. Um, did you guys all have good holidays? Yeah, good. Well, glad, glad that we're here today. Um, look forward to getting past the hump of the holidays and getting more of the family back in. And uh, those of you who are watching online, we bless you. We miss you in person. Um, uh, you guys knew about um, last week we prayed for Ron Foxworth because I, I shared with you that on Christmas night he had a heart attack. Um, just wanted to give you an update on him. He's doing great. So he's recovering very, very well. Um, things are going well with him. And Patty um, is probably going to next week come up here and, and share a quick update on just how things are going for him. But um, thank you guys for praying for him. Why don't we actually just pray for him again real fast, just for full recovery. Lord, we thank you for, for sparing Ron's life. God, that's amazing that... that um, how, how you protected him in that time, and, uh, and he's quickly recovering. And so we just ask you to continue to just give him full recovery in his body, in Jesus' name. Amen. And the cool thing, too, is, is that they said that there was no damage, no lasting damage on his heart. So that's amazing. Praise God for that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I wanted to let you guys know, I, I posted a, a video on YouTube a couple of days ago just to give some people a heads up, but um, this might be some of your first time to hear it. Um, starting today, I'm actually going on a, on a fast for a week. Um, I want to invite you guys to join me, um, but I want you to fast no food for four weeks, and I'll, I'll just do one. No, I'm just joking. I, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you how to fast it. Um, I, I just ask that if you're going to ask the Lord, like, what would be a, what would be a pleasing sacrifice to him that you could do? I'll tell you in a little bit, um, the things that I'm going to be doing on this time, but, um, I just really felt like it was going to be powerful and important to make sure as we're starting off a new year to dedicate and consecrate this year to the Lord and to spend a week. And you can go beyond that. I'm sure that God's going to call people to go past that as well. But uh, just a, a week really dedicated to praying, um, and praying into the year. And uh, I, I, wanna, I really want to focus on praying for four things I wrote down here. Um, for God to manifest his presence in our lives more powerfully. I don't think there's anything more important than that one thing. Amen? And then also with that um, deepening, that he would help us deepen our heart connection, our relationship with him, like the personal, intimate relationship with God, that that would go deeper. 
And also that we would see manifestation of his kingdom coming into our midst more. Okay? And then whatever breakthroughs that you know that you're contending for, that you can, you can just put faith on that too. Um, but I just really felt like this week is going to be a, an important week to really dedicate it in prayer and, uh, and just believing for greater things to come. Also, this coming Wednesday night, I wanted to have a time where we're dedicating, um, where I'm, I'm opening this building to anybody who wants to come at 630, because we, we've been doing Wednesday evenings here every other week at 630, and I want to open this building up for prayer, and uh, anybody can come. It's probably going to be um, a lot of, there'll probably be soaking music going for most of the time, if not the whole time, and it may be less organized and group praying, but maybe more individual praying, but really pressing into his presence and resting in his presence. Um, I, I could even envision it being an awesome time um, to bring your Bible and just have the Lord highlight scriptures to pray into and to declare. Um, and, and people could bring a pillow and a blanket if you want and just like make yourself cozy in his presence. But um, I just feel like it's going to be a, a real important time. There may be times when we collect together and pray together, but I just wanted to create a, an atmosphere that's inviting people to come and, and get in his presence together and just kind of intensify what the week's for. Does that make sense to you? All right, and I'm also going to do the same thing on Friday afternoon at 2, 2 p.m. I know some people are, are free during the daytimes, and you might want to join me at that time as well. Same thing, okay? Sound good? Just this week for the, for the fast. I, I don't know past that, but right now that's what, that's what that is. It's just, a, it's just to provide a time for people to come together during this week of fasting. Does that make sense? Um, all right. You guys doing all right? Why don't you guys stand up for a second? Because I, I just want to ask the Holy Spirit to zap you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy Spirit. We, we don't need to put music on or anything for this. It's going to be real quick. But Lord, I, I pray, I just pray that you will come and touch every person in here right now. Just touch every one of us right now, Lord. And I ask you to fill us with your presence. I ask you, Lord, to refresh hearts and minds and bodies. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you will um, just ignite physical bodies with health and strength, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, I, I ask you to um, just baptize us today in your presence, in the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Does anybody want that? Yes. Yeah, Lord, Lord, I ask you to quicken our spirits and just wake us up, Lord. Uh, we, we, don't wanna, we don't want the residue of, of last year or just staying up till the wee hours of the night, Friday night, to come into the today. Lord, we're claiming today, we're claiming 2022 yeah. to be your year, Lord. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, we dedicate it to you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, you guys can be seated. Something that we've liked to do the last couple of years on the first Sunday of the year is to, is to kind of give a, a review of some of the great things that's happened in, in Overflow in the, in the last year, 2021. Um, we know by watching news, looking at social media, that 2021 was not one of the most amazing years in the world. 
But uh, I'd say an overflow church, it actually pretty, pretty much was a pretty amazing year. Yeah. Amen? And so we're going to do a, I'm going to talk you guys through a slideshow for a few minutes and just kind of show you guys some of the things that we've done last year. So um, looking forward to all that God is going to do in 2022 with you and Overflow Church. Do you guys believe it's going to be great? Yes. Come on. All right, let's go to that next slide. All right, Overflow Church 2021, what a year. There's a lot of crazy things, awesome things that happened last year. Um, we go, go on to the next slide real quick. All right, if you see the left slide is live stream. There was a point in time when that was pretty much all we were doing as a church was you guys were watching live streams. I know you guys were like laid out on the floor in the glory of God during those live streams and the cherubims were coming down and, and either, it was either that or you're washing dishes and had it in the background. I want to I believe the other one. <laughs> but, but we were doing live streams and I want to say that um, one, of my, one thing that was really important to me during a, a season, this was back in 2020 as well, but um, when our church had to close doors, because of COVID, we were meeting at the Carmel Middle School. Um, we had to go to live stream services for a few months, which was crazy. Um, I, it was amazing. It was a miracle, really, that our church didn't only survive during that time because we were a young church plant and, and small. And, and that, that it wouldn't take much for a normal church plant to fall apart in a time like that, right? Um, but, but we made it through, guys. And we made it through strong, and we came through on the other side together as a family. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just so thankful that God's been good to us like that. Um, and some of you weren't with us back then, but once, we, once the weather started breaking, we actually started meeting in parks because we didn't have a building to go to. And so we were meeting at first in the, what was that place called? Somebody help me. The, doc, the doctor, what's his name, park. Dillon Park, that's it. Yeah, the Dillon Park over off of 146th Street. We we're meeting under the under the the pavilion. Thank you. I need some help with this. We were meeting under a pavilion for several months, um, and then we started going into the fall time, and we had to shift over to the Forest Park in Noblesville. Um, but and then we got into the winter season, and right when the weather started breaking, not good to be outside. The, the lodge opened, and it was crazy timing. Like, God was just amazing in how he took care of us and got us into a lodge, and we met there. But that's how we started off the year. But the, So that's just a map of the park that we were meeting at. Um, during that whole period of time, though, we had launched what we called the Nehemiah Project. Why don't you go to the next slide? So we, we launched what was called the Nehemiah Project because it took us, a, I think, a year and a half of the beginning of the journey until we actually got into this building. Literally a year and a half of our first conversation with the landlord of this place until we were able to get in because we had to, we had to go through the city red tape. We had to do, get zoning permits, and, and, but it was with the, with, with the promise that we're going to get this building reconstructed to the standards for having church use in this place. Uh, we, had, we had crazy kind of constructions with crazy bills that go on that, right? And so I don't remember what the total number was, but we had already as a church saved, I, I think somewhere around the neighborhood of about $50,000 in, 
and then we needed to raise another $55,000 on top of that to go into all the renovations and just all the costs that made this happen. And if you can imagine a small church, that's not like, you know, that's different than like a mega church whipping up $55,000. You know what I'm saying? And the Lord led us to do that. Um, I'm not going to go into the story, but it is a profound testimony of God's faithfulness. And, and I, I, I spoke on it several times in that season about how he showed up. But there were many times along the way when uh, we, we could have given up and felt like we probably were going to need to give up on that. But the Lord kept saying, keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. And it was, it was like uh, we, it, was profi- it was prophesied to us that that we were in a season like Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt and they were facing the Red Sea and there, you want options like you want to get out the easy way like what what is the easy way through this hard time but then the then the Pharaoh and his armies are coming up behind you and there's no option except a miracle Have you guys ever been in that kind of a place before where there's no option but a miracle and so the Lord was like, believe me, keep moving forward in this. And we had, I think we had five weeks that we were going to need to raise $55,000. That, that was the Nehemiah project, was the fundraiser and then the building project. But five weeks to raise $55,000, and the Lord came through gloriously, like way beyond what we could have ever seen. And we ended up getting $69,000 in like four weeks, I think. It was crazy. So all that money was able to be put together to get this building renovated and coded for the city for us to meet in here. Do you guys like this building? It's been kind of cool, hasn't it? It's what a blessing. So anyway, uh, wait a minute. What happened up there? <laughs> okay. So, so part of the Nehemiah project was us raising money. It was us um, praying and interceding and contending together for breakthrough on that. And then once we got the breakthroughs, then it was the physical work of getting this place renovated. And I know that a lot of you all helped us with that, especially in the early part of this year, the end of last year, early part of this year, helping us get this place cleaned and um, some of the handiwork that was done in here. So thank you, Overflow, for all you did for that. So that was what we called phase one of the Nehemiah Project. And uh, go, go ahead to the next one there. Uh, finally, this is our home. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? You guys, come on. This is like supposed to be celebratory. This is celebratory. Awesome. All right, because we, we were meeting, we were nomads. <laughs> we were nomads every week trying to figure out where we're meeting. And it was outside, and it was like every week when it's supposed to rain on Sunday, we're praying, Lord, please don't let it rain on us. And he's, he opened the skies for us every time. It was crazy, but we finally got in a home. Let's go to the next one. Okay, so once we, oh wait, by the way, getting in here, I I might be getting ahead of the slide there, hold on a second. All right, I forgot to say, the the overflow moved into this building and had our first service in here. Does anybody remember what date that was? It was Valentine's Day this this past year. So it it was February the 14th. So we're still less than a year in this building, but we felt like that was uh, just a kiss from heaven to us, giving us a home. Isn't that cool? All right. Then, we, then um, after having, I don't know how long it was. It was probably 
it was a little less than a year, maybe about nine months or so of not meeting in a building together. And so we were kind of, we were kind of in survival mode as far as how we were doing church and everything. Uh, but once we got back in here, we started having to rebuild all of our teams for weekly, you know, functionality and stuff. So um, we had to rebuild and relaunch uh, our greeting team, our hospitality team, our children's ministry. That's, that's been a, a real big project. Um, a lot of work with the AV, getting that stuff set up in here. Um, and, and then the worship team with that as well, service flow, pre-service prayer, and then our ministry teams. But it's, it's been a lot of work, but uh, accomplishing great things, getting our, our teams in place. Are you guys thankful that we have people who have a heart to serve and making this thing happen together? Yes. Yeah, let's give each other a hand for that. It's amazing. Yeah. All right, go to the next one. In March, we had Steve Backlin come. Steve is uh, he's a leader at Bethel Church. He's also, um, Je Jessica's and my mentor slash spiritual dad. Um, Darlene also interned for Steve uh, a few years ago as well. And uh, but so, so he's on our apostolic board. He's, he's, our, he's who we are accountable to, him and Steve and Lorraine Box. Jessica and I in our church, accountable to them. Um, so they have the permission to bring correction to us when we need it, uh, to bring guidance and wisdom. Uh, they've trained us in a lot of things that we do. But he came out in March for a weekend. Um, we had the, we're part of what's called the Bethel Leaders Network. So there's lots of different pastors and leaders in the Bethel Leaders Network around the states, around the world. And so we're part of a group called the Midwest Group. And so when Steve was here, we were able to host a, a luncheon meeting with the local pastors of the BLN group um, for this Midwest region. So that was awesome for him to come and be able to pour into them, into us. And then we also had a gathering for locally here, not just for BLN, but just for pastors and leaders of ministries right here in central Indiana. Uh, had a big gathering, filled this room with leaders of this region. And man, the glory came so powerfully. It was crazy. But isn't that cool, though, that we've been able to seed regional connection and to, and to pour into the leaders around this region so that it can impact their ministries, too? Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it's so good. And, so, and then he came and he, he preached here Sunday morning, a powerful message. And then we had an evening service that Sunday and, and had a lot of people here for that as well. And just a lot of blessings. Were any of you guys here for any of Steve's meetings? Yeah. Yep. Did you guys like it? Yeah. Come on. Well, guess what? He's coming back again in March. Yep. So we'll get you more information soon, but you can mark your calendars. First weekend of March, Steve Backlund's going to be here. So get excited about that. Pretty excited about it. All right. Uh, what's the next one? Connection gatherings. So we, we've been, we had two connection gatherings. One in, the, in April, I think, was the first one. If you guys remember, we had it out in the foyer and we played games, had tables set up and people connected and had food. And uh, it was a great way because we had a lot of new people at the time. Great way for people to start getting to know each other. It kind of expedited fam family connection with each other. And then we did another one in the fall. You see that picture there. We had an outside thing. Had a little bonfire. Some of y'all missed the bonfire, by the way. 
they pulled out guitars and they started doing worship songs. It was so awesome. But we had a great time with that. And there will be more connection gatherings coming up, but uh, it's just fun ways for us to connect and, and just do family together. So do you, do you guys like doing family together? Yeah. Come on. All right. And then we, we did our classes. So we've done our equip classes on Tuesday nights. We've done two rounds of, of elements. How many of you guys have been through elements? Yep. And then we also did two rounds of, of the introduction to healing and prophetic class. And raise your hand if you've been through that. Awesome. Um, th- those, did you guys enjoy those classes? Yeah. Yep. Do you guys recommend them for other people? Yeah. Awesome. So those classes have been, been great ways to help uh, bring people into the family, into the community, um, getting uh, trained in the, in the culture, the kingdom culture that we're, that we're cultivating here. Um, the, the prophetic and healing class is a kind of an introductory to how do, you, how do you flow from the inside out with the gifts of healing and prophetic um, in the culture that, that we have here that, you know, that we're building out from the, from the Bethel culture as well. So that's what those classes have been for. Let's go to the next one. Oh, by the way, we'll be doing those classes again soon. Um, we'll get you the information as soon as we're able to on when those are going to start. Um, o- Overflow Youth, come on. We launched a youth group this year, or the last year. Isn't that awesome? Come on. Stephanie uh, Stromquist has been leading that. She's back there with the kids right now. Um, but she, she launched that, and we've been having some kids come to this and having a great time building that connection, that community, and uh, the kids are great. Right, John? That dude's awesome back there. All right. Where are we at? Let's go to the next one. Wednesday gatherings. I need to find where I'm at on my notes here, too. Okay. We, we've been doing biweekly Wednesday night gatherings. Um, so we kind of view our Tuesday nights as equip nights where we're doing training and equipping type things. Uh, Wednesday nights more focused on family and connection and building relationships. Also on heart health. Uh, there will probably be times where we do heart health and spiritual maturity things on that. And just growing in the Lord, but um, that's what Wednesday nights are, and so we're actually, we've been doing those for, for a few months every other Wednesday. Um, we're going to be starting that again soon. We're doing it this Wednesday, but it's going to be prayer, and then I need to check the calendar. I think that's when we start doing the bi-weekly again, so uh, you guys be looking for that, but how many of you guys have been enjoying the Wednesday night times? It's been great. We've been breaking up into small groups and just really connecting and, and processing the heart, processing spirit with each other, and just building relationship and eating snacks and stuff like that. So, all right, uh, next one. Ladies retreat and the men's hiking day. Uh, how many of you guys showed up to either of those? Ah, we're missing a few people today. Those of you who came, you guys are amazing, right? But <laughs> this is feeling a little weird up here right now. I feel like you guys are just staring at me because, anyway, I'm joking. What? I believe in you. you believe in me? Thank you, Seth. We, we, the women have done several things, actually, uh, throughout the year. And the men, we, we need to up our game with that. But we had an awesome hike day, and it was great bonding and stuff. And we're just trying to build interconnectedness with each other. So, all right, let's go to the next one. All right, this is the McKissick family. It's Aaron 
and Sarah McKissick, and I don't remember their kids' names, unfortunately, but they're missionaries in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, they're good friends of ours from Bethel. Um, if you guys know who, what Iris Ministries is, it's, the, it's Roland and Heidi Baker's ministry. Um, they're missionaries with Iris Ministries in Japan uh, trying to get that built there. And so the children's ministry was able to um, collect some gifts to send over to them, to send them a care package. So uh, if you guys have never been on the mission field, you may not know how special it is when, you're, when loved ones send you something, like with a bunch of stuff that you're used to from back home. That really blessed these guys a lot to do that. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the McKissicks soon. Um, let's go to the next one. We did our first baby and child dedication. That was awesome. Did you guys enjoy that? Yeah, so we did that, that first one there, um, hoping that there will be more baby and child dedications in the future. But uh, we, we just really love um, doing family here. So next one, Afghanistan crisis, that crazy thing that happened over there recently. Um, you guys were amazing together. Uh, we, we prayed and interceded for them many, many times uh, just for the people that, uh, that got abandoned in Afghanistan, um, left there to, to, in the hands of the Taliban and the, you know, the, the people that were wanting to martyr and persecute Christians. Um, but together, we did a fundraiser <clears throat> to send money. Uh, we, ha we have friends from Bethel who are missionaries to Afghanistan. They're in Reading now, but... Uh, we were able to send them money, and they were able to use that money to help people um, escape and to protect them and provide for them in their situations. And guys, we, we raised $4,920 to help them. That's amazing. Let's give, give each other a hand and God a hand for that. So good. All right, next slide. <clears throat> uh, season of giving. Um, that was very recently. We were, we, uh, well, first... Let me just make sure I see my notes here. Before we did that, we did an overflow children's toy drive because we just moved into the new space over there, and people donated toys for our children's uh, ministry over there, which was awesome. So thank you to those of you who donated to that. We also um, sponsored two families for Thanksgiving, and guys, you guys hooked them up big with food and gifts and stuff. Um, and, and so we had two teams that went out to deliver them to the families. And the moms, like, they, they cried so hard, like, so happy and blessed that you guys showed them that much love. It's amazing. And they were able to pray with them and minister to them. And isn't that awesome to be able to bless people like that? Yeah, come on. And then um, also, as you guys recently knew, um, the Moeds, Angel and Steve, um, they, they, did, they have the ministry called Indianapolis for Him, and they did a, they did a stocking drive. And so as a church, we, uh, we gave 55 stockings to families to bless their kids for Christmas. That's awesome. Well, you guys need to give each other a hand for that. It's amazing. And I know that some of you also went to their place and helped them pack stuff and load stuff. And uh, man, I, from what I heard, I didn't get a chance to go to that, but I heard that it was truckloads of stuff that they, that they distributed to the, to the different places in the city. It's crazy what they did. And honestly, like, I hope next year that part of our 
contribution to them is not just stockings, but uh, getting ahead of the game with, uh, with making teams to go help them with the hands-on stuff because they obviously need that help. So, but that's amazing, guys. You guys did awesome. Come on, give each other a hand again just for being amazing. All right, next, next slide. Uh, Nehemiah Project Phase 2. Um, we, we actually were able to expand our footprint into this building. That's amazing. It's just growth and, and increase. And so the next place over across the hall over there, uh, we've occupied that space now, had to do some renovations in there. And it's pretty amazing because that money that we raised for Nehemiah Project in the beginning, we had a few thousand dollars left in that. And we're like, I know that we, we, we trusted the Lord. We know you have use for that extra money. We're going to hold it until we find out what that is. And then when we occupied that, we found out what it was. It was to cover the expenses of the renovation over there and to get the, the things we needed. So the Lord has amazingly provided for us and, and with, with foresight. So that's awesome. But you guys also did amazing coming here and, and cleaning that place up because I know there's a lot of uh, remaining residue in there and and then also uh, the Christmas decorating look at this awesome stuff guys you guys did awesome getting this place looking beautiful so we've done a lot of pretty cool stuff I think in, a, in our first year in a building don't you yes. yeah so and that's just the beginning we've been laying foundation um, with overflow church and and I'm I'm believing that um, that this next year we're going to start moving into building things up more and what God's brought us here for, and I'm excited about it. Let's go to that next slide there. Um, financial gifts, uh, your end. I want to tell you, I don't know if you guys knew this, but all the money that comes into our church, we always tithe that money. Uh, we, we are, just so you know, we're, we are full believers in the tithe, okay? We believe in the tithe. And I believe that the tithe is the first 10%, okay? And as a church, we do the same. We, we take the first 10% of all the money that comes in here and we set it aside in a, an account that we're going to be determining how we're going to sow that money outward so that it, it is not even allowed to benefit us as a church. It has to go out um, because we want to keep the flow of this. So... Um, our, our first places that we always um, designate tithe to is our spiritual covering, which is Bethel Church and our leadership. So uh, Bethel Church has been doing their own version of a Nehemiah project, which is like way bigger than ours, way bigger, like, like multiple millions of dollars. They've been raising money. I don't know what it is. I, I think it, I don't know. But but so we were able to we were able to sow some seed into their building project. We saw God come through for us, and we wanna we wanna give out. We wanna sow into what our leaders are doing. So we sow into their building project. Igniting Hope Ministries is Steve Backland, the guy I was just telling you about. We sowed into his ministry. Um, hands that touch. That, that's Steve and Lorraine Box. They're also on our apostolic board, and they have their ministry. We sowed into their ministry to bless them. Um, Aaron and Sarah McKissick, that family I was telling you about, missionaries in Japan, um, we sowed a, a nice gift to them to bless them. I want to pause there for a second and let you guys know that um, our board of directors has come to an agreement that, that we are going to start supporting our first missionary family 
monthly starting this month, and it's the McKissicks missionaries in Tokyo, Japan. We want to we want to invest into what they're doing in the nations. Amen. How many of you guys believe that it's a wise thing to invest in ministries in the nations? Come on. We're, we're, we're stepping into a new phase of our church maturity, all right? Our church growth, we're investing into the nations. I love that. Um, Indianapolis, for him, is a local ministry. I think that's the one that uh, Jim and Joni Nelson do. Um, they're helping people in the poverty district. We sowed into that. Maybe that's... No, no, that's not right. That's the Moeds, the one that we just talked about. The next one is, I think, Global Illumination. I think that's... Does that sound right? Jim and Joni Nelson, I think, is, is Global Illumination. We also sowed some money uh, to bless the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office. Um, how many of you guys believe that it's a good thing to be generous to our local leaders? And the Sheriff's Office has been amazing, I want to tell you. I've been impressed with the way that they've uh, stood their ground with laws that were trying to be broken by other law or other parts of the government, and they stood their ground and said, I will not, we will not do that. I, I, I think I just wanted to respect that, but we also just want to sow into the sheriffs because we want to know that the police know that we respect them and, and honor them. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, Revive School of Transformation, we sowed into. That's Dave and Sandy Knowles uh, School, where they're doing, uh, it used to be called um, <laughs> Indianapolis. Indianapolis School of uh, Supernatural Ministry. That's right. Um, we sowed into Marvin and Sally Adams Ministry, called I Hope Indy. We sowed into 420 Ministries. Um, do you guys, do you know who that is? 420, they're a local group that have done missions, and they go into the inner cities, but they're planting a church. So we were able to sow a seed into a, a local church plant. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, we sowed money into Danny Silk's ministry. He's another one of our uh, spiritual fathers from Bethel, uh, Loving on Purpose. Um, Revive the World. Um, we sowed into their Pakistan trip. That was with 420 as well. Uh, they went to Pakistan recently, and we, we invested in that. Um, and Father's House Christian Church in Chicago, Illinois, that's a, a Greg and Irma Timms are another Bethel Leaders Network um, couple that pastors a church up there. We, we invested in them to bless that as well. That's awesome. 10% of everything that you guys gave this last year got sewed into all these places. And I don't know about you, but I think we should give God a hand for that. The ability to do that is huge. <clears throat> Amen. We, one, one of our core values is generous like my father and, and uh, God is very generous and I, I just want us to be a generous people and we very much are that. So I'm so excited about that. I'm also excited that we're going to start um, supporting Aaron and Sarah McKissick as missionaries. So uh, real soon we'll give you guys more information on them. They will probably send us a video to greet you and kind of let you know what they're doing. So is that cool or what? Yes. Come on. You guys are doing awesome. And, and we're changing the world more, th more than we know we are. Amen? Yes. All right. <clears throat> so that was 2021 in review. Do you guys feel like it's probably a pretty good year? Yes. Come on. Why don't we give God a, a praise for his goodness real quick, right? Thank you, God. You are good to us, Lord. God, I thank you that despite um, economic 
crazy issues going on in the world and, and just political chaos and uh, social chaos and all the things that's been happening, Lord, uh, that, that, that have been divisive and, and caused people to lose hope. Lord, in your kingdom, you're doing greater things. Lord, that we don't have to come under the system of the world. Lord, we're, we're part of a, a different economy. <laughs> we're part of heaven's economy, Lord. We're part of heaven's system. And Lord, we thank you that, that you have lifted us away from those things, Lord. That even though we're in the world, we're not of the world. Lord, that we get to, we get to enjoy a culture from heaven um, despite everything that's going on around us. So we thank you, Lord, that you are advancing your kingdom in our midst. Amen. All right. I want to take just a little bit more time and, and shift our focus. That was a kind of a review of 2021, um, celebrating God's greatness in that, in our midst right here in Little Overflow Church. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, just, we're just in the beginnings. Have you guys ever heard that verse that says, don't despise the day of small beginnings? Yeah, that, that's, that's God. And I, I've heard <clears throat> Bill Johnson say, and, and I've held to this strong, even in the most trying moments, um, that he, he says, you've got to remember that there's an oak tree inside the acorn. That's a good word. You have to remember there's an oak tree inside the acorn. So even though things can seem small, maybe less significant than you want it to, you've got to trust that God has put all the virtues in us and, and is a seed form, but, but the faithfulness that we can live out and, and, and obey the Lord in faith, He's going to germinate that thing and He's going to get roots growing and He's going to grow it and eventually it's going to get strong enough to bear fruit and it's going to increase. Amen? So that's what we're doing is we're just trying to stay the course and we're trying to trying to keep moving forward, trying to keep working His Word into what we're doing. We're trying to keep um, faithful to the things He's called us to the best we can and trusting He's going to make the difference on that. All right? So as we now shift our focus from 2021 and we turn our face into 2022, um, we've got to move forward. Amen? And we're going to continue building the vision that God has given to us. We're going to keep uh, trying to live according to the mission that he's given to us. And I want us to read together. We're going to put on the screen our vision statement and our mission statement. I'm going to have you guys join me in just a second after I water my whistle. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> All right. I want you guys join me as we do the vision statement. <clears throat> One, two, three. Our vision is to advance God's kingdom on earth by hosting his presence and raising up a healthy family of powerful revivalists who are advancing the kingdom. I love that vision. I feel like we were living that vision when we first said yes to this assignment. And I feel like every stage that we've been doing We've done it according to that vision, and, and so it, we obviously haven't reached the fullness of that yet, but it's a, it's a place that we're aiming towards, it's a place that we're, uh, everything we're doing, it's to, it's to try to propel ourselves towards that very thing. 
So we're laying, we're, we're, we're building foundation, and listen, foundation takes a lot of time if you want to do it right, okay? You guys alive this morning? Are you still hanging over? No, I'm just kidding. All right, but, but we're, we're trying to build foundation on this stuff. So this is what we're aiming at, and we really are here to advance his kingdom on the earth. And uh, you guys have probably heard the phrase, heaven invading earth. We want to see heaven crash through in this place and, it's, and be established, and to see heaven, his kingdom, advance on this earth. And so that's what we want to do is everything we can to help him build his kingdom right here on this earth. And so how are we going to do that? We're going to focus on hosting his presence. And his presence is priority. There's nothing more important than his presence. All right? If If we get into doing all the things that are the good churchy things to do, but we're doing it just to do it, but we forget his presence... We've all of a sudden started building with dead works. All right? And we don't want to build with dead works. We want everything to be about his presence in our midst. And, and we also, with that, we want to raise up a healthy family. And so and we're trying to cultivate family here. And, and so every time that we do gatherings, every time we do communion like we did today, it's because we're trying to create opportunities for you guys to get interconnected at a heart, le- and spirit, heart and spirit level, all right? When we do our Wednesday nights um, and we, we create those tables, it's because we're trying to create opportunities for you to show up and to show up not just body, but show up in heart and like get into each other's lives and hearts. We're, we're, and sometimes we'll have you guys process questions or scriptures and stuff, not just so you can show up intellectually, but so you can start connecting hearts and getting to know each other well. And so we're, we're trying to create family, but our goal isn't just family. It's to create healthy family. And healthy family um, is, is a lot more than just a community of people who like to hang out with each other. It's, it's koinonia. Koinonia is the is the Greek word for fellowship, and it's, the, it's where you're not just hanging out, it's not just eating food together, it's just not just um, playing board games together, those are great, but it's about uh, spirit on spirit, life on life, I know you, you know me. I'm going to take the risk to let you see into me places that maybe make me a little uncomfortable, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to give you a chance to love me in a way I haven't given you the chance to love me yet. All right? And it's reciprocal. I want to be somebody you can trust to open your heart to me, to, to give me a chance to love you well in that place. Give me a chance to try to add strength to your life instead of uh, uh, just be a, it's all, for, uh, what, what can I get out of this? You guys all right? What do you think of that? I mean, I'm tempted to open up a question time right now. Tell me what you think about that. We'll do that another time. All right, but healthy family, like healthy, healthy relationships, that's so important to God. It's so important to God that we learn how to manage our hearts well with people. It's important to God that we learn how to love people past their, uh, the, the flaws and the offenses and the triggers. 
It's important for us to learn how to be really good forgivers of people and to observe our hearts to determine, am I offended? What do I do with this? How do I get rid of this offense now so it doesn't fester into something worse later? How, do, how can I create reconciliation with somebody when, when things didn't go well or, or bad feelings came or maybe something was said that didn't, didn't come across right? How can I work through reconciliation and try to do it quick so that we're, we're protecting the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace? Healthy family, all right? Healthy family. That's what we want to build is healthy family. <laughs> healthy people. We want, we want healthy people. People who, who are fully devoted to the maturity process of Christ within you. That we're not, we're not satisfied with, uh, I'm just Christian and I, I know how to do the routines and I know how to work up hype when it's the hype moments and, and whatever, but like actually engaging with, with true deepened relationship with Jesus that's able to stay the course with him when it's fun and when it's harder than heck. <laughs> you guys all right? Uh, I'm glad we have about three people. It's all right right now. <clears throat> we're, we're, but, but we're in this for the long haul, all right? You don't get this in a few months, all right? You, you don't. If you do, then, like, that's a revival I've never seen before, all right? But we're, we're hosting his presence, and we're trying to raise up healthy family. And guess what? Like, I have my part to play in that but I can't do it for you. Like, it's not my job for you to become a healthy family. It's my job maybe to teach us scriptural truths about it and to encourage you how to respond to that. And it's also my job to create opportunities for you guys to engage with that. But guess what? The responsibility is on you to put yourself into it, to put your skin into the game, to inject yourself into relationship, into personal growth. <laughs> Boy, this is a popular message. <laughs> and this is our vision. Man, this is going over awesome. All right. So, so we want to advance God's kingdom on earth by hosting His presence. His presence come and He builds it, but also by raising up a healthy family you can't have kingdom advancement without healthy family, not the way God's trying to do it. If you haven't paid attention to the world around you and seen uh, the distaste that the world has for the church, <laughs> have you guys paid attention? A lot of people don't really think highly of it. A lot of people in the church don't think highly of it. <laughs> That's a problem. I want to be a part of the solution. Do you? Do you? Because guess what? The world and a lot of the people who were in the church who are leaving it in the droves right now, they, they don't know what a healthy family looks like. Because healthy families stay together. They stay together and they work through it. 
They work through it. All right? So, so we're, we're going to advance his kingdom on earth by hosting his presence, raising up a healthy family. But not just a family, it's a family of powerful revivalists. Come on. God has so much greatness that he's dreaming for your life. And he wants to grow you into a person that is a dynamic, powerful, Holy Ghost, overflowing expression of who he is. And you read the book of Acts, and it's not just the apostles, it's the other people too. Walking the streets, healing the sick, casting out demons. You got people who were, who were volunteers in the church, the table hosts, that went out and shook cities. They shook cities because they were bringing the kingdom. Like that's a, that, that's, and there's a lot of no-name people in there that were shaking cities. That did, their name never made it in the book. Shaking cities everywhere they go. Because they were living a kingdom life. They, they had the real thing. They had the substance of heaven in them. And everywhere they go, they were walking in the authority and the power and the love of Christ. Shaking the world and turning upside down. <laughs> That's supposed to be you and me. It is you. That's right. It is. But the Lord wants to help us to discover the capacity and the potentials that He's put inside of us to be kingdom carriers that can shake what a world in 2022 looks like. I, don't, I, I just feel like if I was sitting in the seat, I'd probably be a little more excited right now. I feel like if I was there listening to somebody standing here saying this, I'd be getting, I'd be getting jacked up in the Holy Spirit right now. I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not, trying, to, I'm not trying to beg for, a, for, a, for anything, but I'm just saying, like, this is a big deal. And I'm actually I'm saying these things to try to speak into you to, to shift a gear into place. Because God has big things for us. I, I believe this is gonna I believe this is who we are and where we're headed. We're we're raising up a healthy family of powerful revivalists. I want overflow to be known as the place where people are walking in the spirit every day. Every day at home, at their jobs, in the marketplace, at church, wherever you're at. That you're that you're people who are so deeply in love with Jesus and His presence, that everywhere you go, His presence manifests, and you can't help it that things shift everywhere you go. That's what God dreams for you. That's, what, that's the invitation. It's the invitation for you to respond to, okay? So, like, like Indianapolis, actually, in the surrounding area, right? When I say India, I just mean the central Indiana. God wants to shake this place. He wants to shake it. He wants to open the heavens on this place. He, he, wants, he wants religion to be crushed. I'm not talking about going around judging churches, by the way. The Pharisees down the road that don't know what it means to live the kingdom. Of, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about in the spirit that God's going to shake things. He's going to shake things off of people and they're going to wake up to the reality that they're sons and daughters of God, that the world is waiting for them to be expressed in the fullness of their glory. 
and we can be those people. Even if the other churches don't, like we can. I want them to. I want us all to, but we can see this city shaken. You guys can, you guys can see healings and miracles in your daily life. You can. You can see places where there's been demonic strongholds that holds things back in, in people's lives and in businesses and homes and whatever in ministries or whatever it is, and you show up and God brings the breakthrough power and shakes things loose. Like God has destinies all over the city that haven't even hardly been tapped yet. But let's be the destiny tapping kind of people, amen? So we're, we're raising up a healthy family of powerful revivalists. That's what we're trying to slowly build towards. Revivalists who are advancing the kingdom. We, we want to raise up disciples who are making disciples. We want to raise up uh, people who are shaking this world and bringing God's kingdom, who are raising up people who shake the world and bring God's kingdom. Come on. It's good stuff. I'm not going to read the mission statement right now. Actually, let's do it. I'm not going to preach it, but let's do it real quick. We'll just read through it. From everything I just said, I want you to bring that into this, and you guys read this with me, all right? One, two, three. Our mission is to develop a presence-centered community that enjoys sonship to the Father, union with Jesus, empowerment by the Holy Spirit, and fellowship with the royal family of Christ. We are cultivating a culture of powerful, whole, purpose-filled lovers of Jesus who will change the world by living supernaturally and loving well. We are excited to partner with the united body of Christ for kingdom advancement at home and abroad. Come on. These are the things that overflow is about. All right? It's important that you guys stay fresh on this, that you, that you keep remembering, because the vision statement, the mission statement, they're recalibrators. They're things that we've got we to gotta remind ourselves of these things and refocus. Oh, that's why we're doing this. Oh, that's why. If we don't remember where we're headed and what this is for, then things will get mundane. But when we remember what it's unto, then it's worth every bit of the efforts that it takes to make it happen. All right? Because we're going somewhere. And the somewhere is going to see this city have transformation. I believe it. You guys in this with me? So 2022 is a year that we get to take things to the next level towards this. All right? You guys in it? Okay, cool. Well, I, I want to, again, I want to invite you guys to spend a week with me of prayer, fasting, and, and you get to determine between you and Jesus what that fast looks like. But, but I'm really wanting to focus on a few things, just to repeat this. Deepening, this is the most important one, right? Deepening your personal relationship with God. All right? That personal intimacy with God. Anything that distracts you or takes your time away from deepening that is a hindrance from the most important thing, all right? I also, I want to be praying again for God to manifest himself in our lives. Excuse me. 
and to pray that His kingdom will, will come into our midst like we've not seen yet. All right? And, and you know, have, have an invading earth. When His presence is manifested in our lives, and, and it, it happens to us personally, and we bring it together in unity, you know, where two or three are together in His midst, there He is in the midst of them, right? When we bring our personal like manifestations of his kingdom together in unity, it becomes corporate heaven being manifested. Come on. Personal revivals that come together in unity becomes corporate revival. Which means that you're responsible yourself towards the corporate revival that you want to see happen. All right? When thing, there, there's so many things happening in our lives and the world that feel overwhelming. But when God's presence is manifested, when His kingdom comes in, Dagons fall in His presence. Dagons. I'm talking about demonic powers and principalities fall in God's presence. They fall and prostrate before Jesus. Like demons and principalities have to bow to Jesus and they have to confess His Lordship Amen. when His presence shows up. I want to pray that we'll be people who carry His presence like that. Okay? Pray And then praying for, oh yeah, like when His presence comes like that. His, when the kingdom manifests, you, you'll see Dagon's fall. You'll see people's hearts change. You'll see pride bow in yourself and in those around you. You'll see, uh, you'll see responsiveness to repentance because people with numbed hearts don't even feel convicted. And when God shows up, and, and he brings a conviction that's actually his love beckoning you to repent so that he can restore relationship and presence to you. All right, so, so when he comes, repentance comes and relationships are restored. Come on. So, and then, and then we can be praying for breakthroughs. Whatever breakthrough you need, pray into that. Trust that he's going to show up. His kingdom is going to come and bring breakthrough. You can pray for breakthroughs for yourself, for your loved ones. If you've been contending, this is a great time this week as you're, bring, as you're inviting His presence in just to declare, don't, don't strive like it's your job, but talk to Him like He already wants to do it and partner with Him. Pray for those people for breakthroughs. And we should be praying for, uh, for the people and the families right here in Overflow Church. There's people who need breakthroughs in here. I mean, uh, there's, there's families that have been sick for weeks. I want to see that stuff get broken. I'm sick of that. It, there, there's strongholds that got to get broken. Amen? I also want to ask you guys as a church, those of you who are listening online, this is you too. Um, I, I want, and Jessica, this is on her heart for me to say as well. I want to ask you guys to be praying for us as your leaders and for our leadership team. 
And, and this, this next month, we're going to be really seeking the Lord about some specific um, plans and strategies that we need to do for this next year, the season we're going into. would love for you guys to lift us up, pray for covering, pray for wisdom, and just divine strategies to come to us. Amen? All right, cool. Well, again, I want to remind you, Wednesday night, 6.30, Friday, 2 p.m., I'm opening this place for people who want to come and pray, want to soak. Um, <clears throat> I, I wanted to, I'm, I'm looking at my notes and I, okay. I just want to invite you guys to join me with that. Um, my, I told you I'd tell you what my fast is going to look like. <clears throat> uh, for most of the days, I'm going to be detoxing, which means I probably will be eating certain things, but it's going to be like probably a little more, more like Daniel fast, but I'm going to be detoxing. My body needs it anyway after Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yours does too. Don't lie about it. <laughs> but I'm also going to be cutting out entertainment, TV, and movies. I'm going to be cutting out news. <laughs> God knows that the, cutting out news is one of the best detoxes you can do. All right? Cutting out video games. I don't play them a lot, but... Uh, we just got a Nintendo Switch for the, for the family with the kids. I'm not going to play it for this next week. I'm going to be cutting out social media, except for things that were related to church communications, uh, things like that. But, um, uh, but I'm going to be spending more time praying and worshiping, studying my word, the word of God, and connecting with my family. All right? But rebuilding just the healthy family thing, right? So I want to invite you guys, like, find out what, what sacrifice is the Lord wanting you to offer him. Uh, the purpose of fasting is not for religious works, all right? That's Old Covenant. We're not in the Old Covenant, so we're not doing it to, to earn uh, brownie points with God. It's not for hunger striking. God, I'm going to starve myself until you show up, or, or you're going to be sorry, some people do that. Um, it's, not, it's not for entitlement mentalities. Well, God, I did this, so I deserve this thing I'm praying for. None of that, all right? That's, that's poverty mindsets. But, but proper purposes of fasting. One, um, it's a sacrifice to the Lord. It's a gift to God. It's saying, God, I, I love you more than even my human needs. All right, and, and I think Darlene said this earlier, but, uh, but the fire falls on the sacrifice. God loves when we are willing to sacrifice, not out of religion, but out of gift to him, okay? So it's also a way to, to show God that we're putting his kingdom first. It's like, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I know my body needs food, and I know that my mind wants ice cream, and, and I want to I, I wanna know what the next horrible thing that happened in the world is because I'm addicted to feed myself with whatever, whatever it is. Like, no, I'm going to close all that stuff out and I'm going to tell you, Lord, that you're more important than any of that stuff. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Amen? Another reason for fasting is it's easy to miss what God's doing in our midst already and it helps hone our focus in. Okay? So... It's, a, it's part of um, coming out of the cares and the worries of this world. 
It's, it's about tuning out the flesh so I can, I can tune into the spirit. It's about taking dominion from my spirit, taking dominion over my body and my soul. And, and I know that I feel like I need to do this thing, but I'm bringing you into alignment. I want you to remember who's boss here. My spirit. And, and it's also that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You guys all right? You guys are thinking about Shoney's right now. I'm just kidding. All right, I'm going to wrap up soon, but I, I want to tell you guys just a few thoughts of what I, what I feel like God's saying. Um, <clears throat> I, I, this, is what, this is what I'm going into this fast with, and I, I'm inviting you guys into this, all right? Um, I, lately, I've been coming into this building and praying um, more like intentionally. And, and I've had several times I've come in here, and I'll put, I'll put some soaking music on, and I, I like to have the lights off, but the glow behind me is pretty cool. And, and I just, I've been walking circles around this room and just praying in the spirit. And I'll, I'll be in here for an hour or more sometimes just praying. And I just want to tell you that when I'm doing that and I'm dedicating my focus to that, I, I've been really sensing with my spirit really clearly that, uh, that the heavens are being open. And I've been, I've been sensing, maybe seeing, angels coming into the room, like from heaven, descending in here, like around the place. And they're coming in, they're ministering spirits, okay? And uh, I just keep sensing there's an opening of the heavens and that God's wanting to increase his manifest presence in our lives. But he's already doing things, but our problem is not that, he's not that he's not doing it. It's that we're distracted. He's doing more than we know, but we get distracted and we don't see it sometimes. <clears throat> There's more going on than meets the eye. Okay? And I've been feeling like the Lord's been saying that this year the tide is shifting the tide is shifting and, and like like out there you know in the world like how things it looks like things are digressing but but in the spirit like in heaven like there's more happening in the unseen realm than we know and if we're not paying attention we're going to miss this but but God's actually building momentum in the spirit that, that we're, it's about to reach a point where it's going to cross a barrier, the tipping point, a breakthrough that's going to happen, that we're going to start seeing a shifting of tides. I don't know what that's going to look like in the world, but that's not the world that I'm from. But a shifting of the tide, I believe that we're going to start seeing uh, the kingdom of God crashing through. And we're going to start seeing the things that we've been wanting to see, things that we've been believing for and praying for. I believe that if we stay focused on Him and do what we see our Father doing instead of what we just find ourselves to do, staying focused, we're going to be part of that partnership of heaven crashing through. I want that. 
and, and it, you, you can't wait till it happens to be on the cutting edge of it. you got to harness what he's doing. you got to get in on what he's doing when it's in the unseen realm to partner with him if you want to be part of that, seeing it come through in the manifested realm. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. I feel strongly that the Lord wants, that this is a strong thing in his heart. He wants to restore intimacy to you. He wants to restore his intimacy to you. I, I, hope, I hope you long for that. An intimacy that comes through, through rest, not striving. So, rested hearts. There's been a lot of striving as, as there's been chaos in the world. But he wants to bring us to a place of rested hearts. Doesn't mean we're going to cease from good works and pressing in, but it, but it just means that, uh, that there's going to be renewal, refreshing, and, and peace. And I feel really strongly that God does want to bring renewal in this season that we're going into right now. Renewal. Like a, like, like a re- renewal movement. And I don't mean hype and advertised gatherings that we're going to have a renewal revival service. I'm talking about where God actually comes and His Spirit is renewing hearts and bodies and spirits. Amen? Where there's spiritual substance. Not just marketed glory. Spiritual substance. Amen? He wants to restore your secret place and make it vibrant again. (laughs) He wants to bring His presence to you and to minister refreshing to your soul. He, He wants to cultivate with you the thin places. Thin places. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. Thin places where it doesn't feel like there's a barrier between us and, the, and that glory realm. Thin places. You guys getting hungry for this? You know that fa- the, the, one of the main things about fasting is it's actually designed, it's starving the, the flesh to make your spirit hungry for the things that God wants to feed it with. All right? I, I believe the angels are coming in to minister to you And angels are ministers of wind and fire, the Bible says. Just like they came and they fed Elijah and and they refreshed, they revitalized his body and his spirit so that he could go into the next thing with great strength. That the angels want to come and minister to you just like they did with Jesus at the end of his fast. They came and ministered to him to revitalize him. I believe that angels are coming. And so the Lord wants to bring a restoration of peace and tranquil heart and mind to you. He wants to restore hope. He wants to elevate you above the warfare zone. Let me say that one again. He wants to elevate you above the warfare zone. And, and he, he's, he wants to bring us into a season where we're going to start reaping harvests from, uh, from previous intensive labors. Yeah. 
I hope this stuff is encouraging to you guys. The, the, you've, sown, you've sown faithfully, you've sown in prayer, you've sown, um, you know, whatever, whatever. Sometimes it's felt like you've had to toil for things and you haven't seen it yet. I believe we're coming into a season where you're going to start reaping harvests of seasons that you've sown in tears. And, and finally, just the, uh, I, be, I believe that we're going to start seeing momentum start to pick up uh, pace to where it's going to start surpassing the efforts that we've had to put into creating momentum. Like, like I was just saying this the other day, that if you could envision like a big boulder, like a huge heavy boulder that you got to get rolling, like it takes, the, the, the hardest work of that is getting it started. Like it, you got to really put yourself into that and maybe get multiple people on that, but you're pushing in, and you have to start rocking that thing and just moving like this much. But the more you keep pushing it, and it's hard. But you, you start getting that thing rolling. And once it starts rolling, you keep pushing it. It's still hard. But it, but it increasingly gets easier. And it starts picking up speed. And that's called building momentum. I believe that we're going to soon uh, cross a threshold where we're going to start seeing uh, momentum surpass the efforts to take it to get there. Does that make sense? That's what I believe. They, these are the things that I believe. That the, when, I'm, when I'm walking circles in here, these are the things that God's saying to me in my spirit. And so, and that's part of why I wanted to open Wednesday night. I've been having experiences right here in this room. This is becoming a thin place. And, and I want to invite you guys to come in here and, and have personal encounter with the Lord. Personal intimacy deepening on Wednesday night, Friday afternoon. We, we may pray together, but it's really to cultivate the awareness of the thin place. <laughs> Amen? How are you guys doing? You guys, you guys in this with me? These things don't mean that there won't be warfare ahead. There will be. But what it does mean is that we can actually get to a place of inner health to where when we approach warfare... Uh, we do it from a rested heart. We can conquer from a rested heart. All right? Why don't you guys stand with me? Yeah, Lord, I, I pray that you'll... <clears throat> I just pray that you'll soften our hearts, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will <clears throat> help us all, Lord, to just to bow to you anything that, uh, that we carry that, uh, that actually numbs us or, or distracts us or blocks our ability to, uh, to be in touch with you and what you're doing. And I pray that this week will be a week of, of just distraction removal and just a honing of priority that it's you and your kingdom. Lord, we did amazing things this past year and we're so thankful for you helping us get uh, more established as a church. And I just, I just pray that as we start 2022, um, <clears throat> 
that we start it right, Lord, that it's not even about all the things that we're doing, but it's about um, just being in, in union with you, Lord, intimate, intimate connection with your heart, Lord. And I pray for every single one of us, Lord, that you will restore the vibrancy of intimacy with you. Lord, I pray that um, I, I feel like there are people who need um, some real distinct moments of being with the shepherd that you're, that you're making them lie down in green pastures beside still waters for the, for the restoration of soul. And I pray, Lord, that you will just renew every one of us, Lord. I pray for, uh, that you'll open the heavens and that you'll flood us with the Holy Spirit, that you'll let the rivers of living water flow in our midst, Lord, and that, and that we'll drink and not only drink, but we'll dive in and flow with you. God, we really just want you and we want heaven to crash into our lives. <clears throat> I ask you to awaken hearts, Lord, and, and just bring renewal, Lord. Renewal, renewal, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you'll, you'll bring... Uh, some real supernatural encounters to us. Let heaven come into our lives and manifest deep in our relationship with, with you, Lord. Thank you, God. I pray for families, Lord, that you'll, the, the, the kingdom will manifest in the homes, in the relationships. I pray, Lord God, for, uh, for healing Lord, that hearts will be softened and humble, Lord, and will we'll choose love, Lord. I pray that you'll bring revival, Lord, to individuals and to homes and to our church. In Jesus' name, Lord. Can anybody say amen? Amen. 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 All right. Well, with all that said, Who's who's in this with me? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, those of you who are watching online, we bless you guys. I know some of you have been sick, and so we we just release healing into the homes in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you to break sickness off of people. Lord, I know some people are still on holidays and stuff, but God, I, I pray that you'll get our family all back together right here. Lord, I, I pray in Jesus' name that, that you'll draw the family in, Lord, and that you'll bring whatever breakthroughs are needed for that, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen.